Good morning. It is an honor to be able to speak to you this morning. I hope you'll bear with me. Uh, if I seem a little stiff, it's because I am. My neck is out. So if I seem stiff, it's because I am. And I uh, hope the Lord will help us here. And if you'll help me this morning. <clears throat> I told Brother Roger last Sunday after he got done preaching, I said, Brother Roger, uh, I'm going to say about half of what you said next Sunday. I've had this for several weeks. And uh, I'm not trying to steal any of your thunder, Brother Roger. It's just what the Lord has laid on my heart for several weeks now. He did so well uh, preaching to us about not living in the past. Isaiah 53 and verse 5. Most of you could probably even quote Isaiah 53. I want to go a little bit different this morning. Lord helping us. Isaiah 53 and verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. I want to key in on two words there. That will be all of the reading this morning. I want to key in on two words there. He was wounded and he was bruised. Wounded and bruised. What's the difference? What's there between a wound and a bruise? If you look at the just wound in the dictionary, it's an injury to the living tissue caused by a cut or a blow or some other impact, typically one that breaks the skin, where the skin is cut, the skin is broken. Another word for it is a cut or a gash or a laceration or a puncture. So, so a wound is a pain, painful cut of the flesh so that the blood runs out. The surface of the skin is broken, and depending on, on how severe it is, maybe even the flesh is cut and the tissue is cut, and maybe even the bone is broken so that the life-giving blood is spilled out on the ground. That is a wound. Jesus was certainly wounded. He was scourged. His head was pierced by thorns. His hands and his feet were punctured with nails. A spear was thrust into his side, and out came blood and water. Jesus was wounded for us. There's no doubt about it. But if you look at the second definition in the dictionary for a wound, it means an injury to a person's feelings or reputation. Other terms for it is, is an insult, a blow, a slight, an offense, a hurt, a pain, an ache, a grief. So it is a metaphorical wound, a mental wound, an emotional wound, a heart that is broken, a spirit that is wounded. I hope I can get my point across to you this morning I want to talk to you this morning about wounded within. Wounded within. Now look at the, the, the next word there. Besides wound, the Bible says that he was bruised. And that's what hit me so strongly during camp meeting. I was listening to a preacher preach and he just quoted this verse. He was talking about Jesus dying for our sins and he quoted this verse and somehow it struck me he was wounded but he was also bruised. Now you see, a bruise is an injury that is caused by a blow or an impact that ruptures the blood vessels underneath of the skin. It is internal bleeding in the tissue that does not break through the skin is usually caused by blunt force trauma. A bruise 
is a wound, but within. You won't see any of the bleeding. You won't see exposed muscle or exposed tissue. The skin is not broken at all. It is a wound within. Bruise here is used in the context that Isaiah here uses it. It literally means crushed. Jesus was crushed. One commentator said, No stronger expression could be found in Hebrew to denote severity of suffering than the term bruised. It literally meant that he was crushed, and he was certainly bruised for us. How many times was he slapped and buffeted? He was repeatedly struck on the head with a reed. When Jesus was scourged, many of those blows that he took from that whip would have cut him and caused an outward wound, and he would have been bleeding from those wounds. And blood would have been flowing to the ground. But for many of those blows, they would just leave a stripe mark or a bruise, a wound within, bloody but within. I'm talking to you this morning about wounded within. With a physical wound, we can see it. We can see the wound. You can see the cut. You can see where the pain is. You can see where you need to put the healing ointment, and you can see where the bandage needs to go. But with an emotional wound, with a wound that's inside, you can't see it. And sometimes it is hard to know where or even how to start the healing process. With a bruise, there is no bloody gory mess, at least not on the outside. You can't see it. It's all within. The hurt is internal. The, The metaphorical term for it is the heart is broken, a wound within. Just this week, Luke, uh, he wanted to play with some Legos. It was early in the morning. He asked me to go upstairs and get him some Legos. But I knew he was getting ready to leave with Mom. So I said, no, bub, I'm not going upstairs to get you some Legos. You're getting ready to leave. And so he went to Randy and said, Daddy broke my little heart. And so then he came to me. He said, Dad, you broke my heart. And I said, well, bud, I'm sorry. I said, are you going to survive? And he said, no. And I said, why not? He said, because you broke my heart. He said, you broke my heart. One of the biggest lies that's ever been told is sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's one of the biggest lies that's ever been told. Words can hurt. Words do hurt. Words are wounds. Wounds within. Bruises within. Internal wounds, you see, they're harder to diagnose. It is easier to cover them up as if nothing had happened Sometimes they take longer to heal. And sometimes they can fester and fester and become bigger and bigger problems. I remember when I was a little boy and I was at the school at at Bristow, Virginia. We were playing Red Rover, Red Rover. You remember that one? And it was my turn and I got called and I went. We were on the grass in front of the parking lot and I ran with all I could and I broke through and I went airborne and I went past the grass and I landed on my backside on that pavement. There was no blood. The teacher wasn't called. They didn't get out the bandages. ER, I didn't take me to ER, but I got hurt. Seriously hurt. I was bruised. They went on with the game. Nobody even acted like they knew what, what happened. I got up and I stumbled off. But I got hurt. There was no blood. Nobody could tell that James had got hurt. But it was a bruise. It was an internal 
wound. Brother Roger asked us last Sunday, if you've never been wounded within, if you've never been hurt, if you've never been talked about, then stand. And nobody stood. Nobody stood. You have been hurt. That's the truth. You have been hurt. Maybe by a word or an action. Maybe because a word wasn't spoken or an action wasn't performed. I have found that so many times hurt people hurt people. People, oftentimes when you get hurt, you react in such a way that you hurt someone else as well. And it can quickly spiral out of control. And that is why churches split. That's why families split. And that's why brothers no longer talk to brothers and sisters can't get along and they can't agree on anything. You've probably heard the story about the man who went to the doctor after he'd been bitten by a stray dog. He went in there and the doctor came in and said, Yes, sir, you have rabies. And the man immediately got out a pencil and a piece of paper and started writing names down. And the doctor said, Hey, 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 you're not going to die. We have a cure for rabies. There's no need to write your, the list of names down of the people you're going to call and tell. He said, No, that's not what I'm doing. I know there's a cure for rabies. He said, But I'm writing down the list of the names of the people I'm going to go bite. Sometimes when we get wounded within, we react in a way that just makes it worse. We go wounding other people. I'll admit, I've admitted to you before, I've been wounded. I've been crushed inside to where it it physically made me sick. Do you know what I'm talking about? I believe some of you know what I'm talking about. I've been wounded to the point that the you couldn't sleep. It wasn't restful. I started getting headaches every single day. Couldn't eat like normal. And the bitterness started to set in. I'll tell you, if it wasn't for the grace of God, James Vance would have been shriveled up and dead by now. I would put on my smile and I'd come to church. And you might not know that anything was wrong, but I didn't even want to be here. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I started shutting out my wife. I started shutting out my kids. But by the grace of God, bitterness and anger would have taken over completely. And if you ask her random, maybe she'd say it's still there a little. Because it was such a deep wound, such a deep hurt. I'm talking about wounded within. But I am here to tell you that Jesus is not only concerned about your physical well-being, but He is concerned about your mental and your emotional well-being. Isaiah prophesied about Jesus, and, and it is so familiar to us. He took our sins upon himself. He was physically wounded, and he died for our sins, and he was bruised, and he was crushed to take the sins of the whole world upon his shoulders. But look at the previous verse in Isaiah 53 and 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now, griefs here literally means sickness, disease, and affliction. That's the translation. Our physical ailments. Pains of the body is what Isaiah is talking about here. It's literally translated griefs. But if you look at the next word, the word sorrow, he has carried our sorrows. It literally means pain. It means grief. It means sorrow. It's talking about our emotional ailments, pains in our mind. 
So the big difference between the word used here for griefs and sorrows is grief deals with the body, but sorrows deal with the mind. So Jesus not only bore our bodily infirmities and our diseases, but He also carried our anguish. He carried our anxiety, our broken hearts, our wounded spirits, our wounds within, Jesus carried. Isaiah prophesies about a God who would become a man not only to pay the penalty for sin and not only to bear our diseases, but to carry our sorrows. God the Father, He sent His Son to be a man, the Bible says, of sorrows, acquainted with grief. You've been hurt. I know you've been hurt. There was this, there was this dog named Spot. And he had a cruel master and he'd been beaten many, many times. And even when he was a puppy, one day Spot was walking down the street and this little boy picked up a stick and he was going to throw it to Spot and play fetch with Spot. And the dog saw the stick and all he could do was run with his tail between his legs. The boy just wanted to play. But the dog had been so conditioned to associate that stick with pain. The beating of the puppy had been programmed so into him that he assumed that everybody was out to hurt him. I'm telling you, you have been hurt. I know you've been hurt. The, the wound is just as real as if you'd lost an arm or a leg. And it seems like after you've received a few beatings from others, you start to view everybody with suspicion. Do you know what I'm talking about? In our wounded state, we start assuming that everybody has an agenda to hurt us. And so we run away. We run from the very presence of God. We run from the very house of God. I experienced it. Me and Aranda sometimes would look at each other and say, don't even want to go! Because of the wounds in the house of God. But we allow those wounds to fester into anger and to bitterness and to fear and to isolation and to depression. We make grudges become commonplace. The sore spots and the bruises that make us run. They allow others who may not intend harm, we, we prejudge them, we misjudge their motives because we're looking through the lens of a wounded individual. We're looking through wounded glasses now because we've been hurt. I want you to know this morning, you are not alone in this. You have been wounded. The psalmist David struggled with this exact same thing. I know this is different this morning. Psalm 109 and verse 22. This is a psalm of David. He says, For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. Now this is one of the psalms of David. There are a couple psalms of David that are like this psalm. And if you look at this Psalm 109 from the very beginning, he starts pleading with God to bring a curse upon his enemies. He prays from a wounded heart, begging God to take vengeance on those that hurt him. Go read it for yourself. Look at it. They had lied on David, and so he was asking God to condemn them. He went so far as to say, let their prayers become sin to them. He said, God, allow Satan to stand over them. 
he went so far as to say, I want them dead. Let their children be fatherless. They hurt me. I don't care if they're dead. God take vengeance upon them. Because I was wrongfully accused. And their words, they hated on me, he said. And he asked God, don't even extend mercy to them. Don't you blot out their sins. Do not be fair to them. Read it. David was in a state of wound. He was wounded. Now to be fair to David, he could have taken these actions upon himself. A lot of these things that he asked God to do, he could have done himself, but he didn't. But he was in such a state where he was so deeply wounded that he was asking God, he said, God cut them off. Don't even let the memory of them exist on this earth. This was a prayer from a man who was wounded. He was wounded. Not exactly the way Jesus told us to do it in, in Matthew 5 and 44. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. But yet this is how David felt. So David was struggling here because he was wounded within. He had been hurt. Deeply hurt. He had been cut. But I like what David said after, after 25 verses of going on and on about God take your vengeance upon my enemies. Cut them off. Kill them. Don't be merciful to them. Don't even look at them. Don't even remember them anymore. And then in verse 26, David finally gets a hold of himself and he comes down to it and he says, Help me. Help me, O oh Lord my God. Oh, save me according to thy thy mercies. You see, David knew about his own weakness. He knew about his own trouble. He knew about his own human nature. And so he had railed on for 25 verses. But then he said, not God help them, but God help me. Cover my sin with your mercy. David knew something about his weakness. He knew something about his hurt. But he also knew something about his God. In Psalm 34 and 18, a Psalm of David, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. Has your heart been broken? Have you been wounded within? Does bitterness try to raise its ugly head in your life? Then I'm here to tell you that God is nigh to you. When you call upon Him because you have been wounded within, then His compassion is stirred for you. You see, Jesus came to this earth. He experienced sorrow. He was bruised. He was betrayed. He was falsely accused. And His compassion and mercy is towards those that have been wounded within. Psalm 147 and 3, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He knows about the wounds. He sees them. I may not see them. Your family may not see them. Your friends may not see them. You may come to church as everything's okay. Others may not see the bruises, but He sees them. He knows them. He said, I'm going to bind up their wounds because their heart has been broken. Now Isaiah, in a different place, in Isaiah 42 and verse 3, Isaiah prophesies about the Messiah. And here's what he says. This is a prophecy about Jesus Christ. A bruised reed 
shall he not break. In the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew the writer says that Jesus fulfilled this exact same prophecy and he quotes Isaiah and he says about Jesus Christ, a bruised reed shall he not break. The Messiah did not come to toss out those that were wounded, those that were beaten, those that were bruised, those that were burning down. He did not come to throw you out. No, sir. On the cross he bore your sorrows and your sin and your suffering and your grief. He bore your bruises. Do you understand what I'm telling you this morning? I'm talking about a Savior who has compassion on those who have been wounded within. In Luke, that was in Matthew, in Luke chapter 4, Jesus goes into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and He stands up to read and they hand Him the Bible and He turns over to Isaiah. And He goes to the place where Isaiah says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind. To set at liberty them that are bruised. That's why He came. And Jesus said in verse 18, or sorry, verse 21, Jesus said, Today is this very prophecy fulfilled in your ears. Jesus came to heal the broken heart. Sure, He came to heal the disease and the sickness, but He has also come to heal the bruised. He has come to free us from the clutches of bitterness and anger, to liberate us from the power of hatred and resentment and vengeance. This this popped into my head the other day when I was thinking about this lesson. And it's a little bit silly. But when I was a kid, I, I suppose it was in the early 90s, they came out with this song. Let Jesus heal your heart, your achy, breaky heart. He's the one that really understands. He will heal your heart, your achy, breaky heart. He's the only man I know who can. You remember that from way back in the day? And it was a, kind of a silly song back then but because I think it was a play on another uh, country song or something I've never even heard I think is what it was but the truth of the matter is Jesus came to heal the broken in heart he came to heal your bruise he died on the cross to carry your sorrow You see, look at that verse. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus is there saying God sent His Son to this earth under the anointing and unction of the Holy Ghost. He was sent to heal the brokenhearted and to set at liberty them that were bruised. Now a lot of times we quote the last part of Isaiah 53 and verse 5. And we say, And with His stripes we are healed. And we believe that and we know that. And it is certainly true that by the stripes we are healed of diseases and afflictions. But by those exact same stripes that bruised His back, our wounds within can be healed. 
Do you understand what I'm talking to you about this morning? By those same exact stripes, we are healed. He not only carried our griefs and our diseases and our infirmities, but He carried our sorrows. He carried our pain. He carried our bruises. Surely His blood does forgive sin and it heals diseases, but it also binds up wounds. Jesus said, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. In your weakness. And He's going to give you strength. Have you been wounded? Have you been wounded? Have you been hurt? Has somebody said something or done something to you? Maybe even in the house of God. Maybe intentionally. Maybe unintentionally. I pray to God that it wasn't me that hurt you. If it was, I'm sorry. Because I've been wounded right in the house of God. You've been wounded right in the house of God. But we can't let bitterness and anger and revenge get a hold because it will destroy us. It will destroy you. Brother Roger, you preach so wonderful. Let it go. Close the gate. Let God help you close the gate. And we're getting ready to start the fall season. The leaves are getting ready to fall, so I think the trees are maybe about to tell us or show us how lovely it is to just let things go. Just let it go. The story is told that after the Civil War, Robert E. Lee went and visited a lady in Kentucky. And this lady took him out to the front yard to where this once grand old tree was standing. And there in her bitterness and her resentment, she explained to him that most of the limbs were gone. The, the trunk had been split. It had been destroyed by federal artillery fire. And she was looking to Robert E. Lee. She was hoping he would say some kind of words to condemn the North. And that he would say something that would help her sympathy, to play on her sympathy for her loss. And after a minute, he looked at her and he said, Cut it down, dear madam, and forget it. Cut it down and forget it. Let it go. Shut the gate. Let it go. He carried our sorrows on the cross. He was bruised so that bitterness could be beaten. Did you hear what I said? He was bruised so that bitterness could be beaten. He was wounded so that our wounds do not have to be fatal. story is told about the baptism of King Angus by St. Patrick back in the 5th century. Sometime during the, the ceremony, St. Patrick was an older man and he leaned on his staff and it had a point on the end of it. And he had inadvertently stabbed the king's foot during this process. And after the baptism was over, St. Patrick looked down and he saw the blood and he realized what he had done. And he was asking the king for forgiveness, begging the king for forgiveness. And he said, King 
Why did you suffer this pain in silence? Why didn't you tell me? And the king looked at him and said, well, I thought it was just part of the ritual. I thought that was part of the process. You see, getting hurt is part of being a Christian because it's part of being a human being. But you don't have to suffer the pain of a broken heart, a wounded spirit, and bitterness in silence. See, God knows. God sees the bruises when nobody else sees the bruising. You cover it up. God sees it. And God understands it. He has walked the path of sorrow and grief. He was wounded and He was bruised. He knows it all. It has been said that pain is inevitable. But misery is optional. Jesus was bruised so that we do not have to bear our bruises alone. He is ready to carry your sorrows. If you'll come to the piano, whoever. The wounds within do not have to be fatal. He died so that you don't have to die. By His stripes we are healed of the wounds. By His stripes we are healed of the wounds. Even the wounds within. He came and He died to heal the broken hearted and to liberate the bruises from the bitterness. You're going to suffer bruises, but it doesn't have to result in bitterness because Jesus can heal. Tell you this morning, you can't handle it on your own. You cannot handle it on your own. The The wound that is within you will spire out of control. Because bitterness and anger and hatred and even revenge will creep in. Let's stand. So I invite you this morning to let Jesus begin the healing process. Hand your sorrows over to Him. He knows how to carry sorrows. He's already done it. He's already been bruised and crushed for you. He knows all about the bruises. Therapy may ease the pain, but it won't heal the wound. Only God can do that. I was listening to on the radio the other day, and it was a nonprofit organization. They were helping kids get in to see therapists because they had been abused as children. They were talking about the good results they had they'd gotten from this. They were going to therapy. But it may ease the pain, but it doesn't heal the wound. The Bible says that he was wounded and he was bruised and by our stripes were healed. Now I can't, maybe it will be this morning that you'll turn it over to God even when that person has not asked for forgiveness, even when that person doesn't act like they even know they did it to you, or they act like they could care less that they did do it to you, you can't handle it alone.
You don't have to handle it alone. I hope this morning that somebody leaves here with a changed heart because God has healed it. And that will be miraculous. But it may take some time for you to give it over to Him because you've been holding on to it for so long. That bitterness is so ingrained in you that there's some people you just can't stand to look at. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what it feels like to walk in the house of God, divert my eyes because I didn't even want to see them. It'll destroy you. It'll split your family right down the middle. It'll make it where a brother doesn't even want to hug the neck of another brother. But there is healing in these altars this morning. Jesus said, I am come to heal the brokenhearted. If you've been brokenhearted, Brother Roger, I ask you to stand if you've never been brokenhearted, if you've never been hurt, never been wounded, never been talked about. So I think we probably can all say at some point in time we've been wounded within. So bring it. Bring that sorrow this morning and lay it at the feet of Jesus because he said, I've carried it all these years. I died on the cross. I carried that sorrow already for you. Let's bring it to Jesus this morning. Let's come. Let's come this morning. Wounded within. He was bruised. He was crushed. So that you don't have to hide your bruise.
church as we were all praying together as we're sitting here this morning praying together as a church I know brother James preached a message and it's a mature message it's a really mature message and I you know I think that that's honorable that he did that and you know I just want everybody to know that if you have been hurt you know if you hold on to it God still knows you haven't you're not helping yourself out and you know one thing that I pray about and that I know that that God knows how hurt you could be and he knows what you could be when you're healed. And if we don't bring that and open up our heart honestly before him and we walk back out of here and you take it back home, you know, you do pay the price for it. And the burden of that is, you know, you may be able to, to go on and think that it's going to be okay but you know my children and your children pay the price for it too your children pay the price for it you know God is a generational God and if you harbor bitterness and hate and spite in your heart he knows it's there and it does reflect your actions and I know that was a mature message this morning but you know I know a great God and I know you can start over and you know what? As adults, we don't like to start over because it eats away at our pride. But you can start over for your children, for your home, for your business. You can be the better man and the better woman. And it is hard. It's hard to overlook things. God knows I've had to overlook things in my life. I never thought I'd get through. But I'll tell you one thing. He will get you through it. And you'll be a better Christian for it. And you'll be a person of integrity and character for it and wisdom if you really allow the Holy Ghost to work deep down in your heart. And, Brother James, that was a wonderful message. And I just appreciate what the Lord can do because he's done it for me. And he can do it for you. He can do it for you if you'll let him. If you'll let him. Thank the Lord. I, I hope that... Sometimes Aranda says I get a little too raw. I tell too much about myself. I hope you're not offended at me that sometimes it's just the way it is.
Did you appreciate that preaching? That was good. Praise God. We all need it. We got saved one day. Burden of sin rolled away. And we've been fighting the devil ever since, and we will, till the day we die. But the Bible says, Nay, in all these things we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Take that, devil. Amen. All right, let's stand. I love that preaching. I remember years ago preaching and this real old man and quite a ways off from here. And uh, he looked, I thought he was looking mean at me, brother. Seems I was. I, I thought he was looking at me mean. And when I got through preaching, I said, oh boy, I've had it. And he come right towards me. Good sized man, big hands, old. He reached his hand out and grabbed my hand and said, son, I love the Word of God. It's what saved my soul. Don't have to worry about God's people. They love you. They'll care for you. God bless you. You're dismissed. Please come back tonight, will you? Amen. Turn around. Shake a hand. Be friendly.